guys, welcome to the Seven Figure Box Show. This is Andrew Frezza with one of our coaches, Melissa Dixon, here next to me. And today we're going to be talking about how to launch a great kids program at your gym. And for many years at Fit Town, we did not really have a kids program. It was off and on throughout the years. And now we have a pretty established and successful kids program. And we have ages from as low as five all the way up to a teens program everything in between and um, I brought Melissa on she runs our 8 to 12 year old kids program and she was really the first one to bring this program bring the success back and all these other age groups have followed suit so Melissa I don't know if you want to talk about um, your vision for the kids program why did you want to launch it again at the gym yeah so I mean we had we had parents asking us all the time to you know do you do personal training for the kids like are you thinking about a class adding something in for the kids why don't we have a time in the middle of the day my kids homeschooled we had a we had a big field of, yeah. of kids that we knew needed something and we also had a lot of people telling us you know my kid just doesn't do sports and I don't know what to do for them I don't know how to get them interested in fitness can they come out on Saturday and do beach fit with me and you know we, we wanted to we really wanted to bring, we had had a version of the teens class before, and we really wanted to bring that back. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I guess yeah, I so, kind of volunteered for it all. <laughs> yeah, and you have a teacher background, which I think was really helpful for you to want to do this. You have young kids. I can say personally for me and my motivation, I, my, my oldest son is four, a little over four, so the first five and a half years we were in business, I didn't have kids. I couldn't really relate to a parent in the same way. Um, I obviously grew up playing sports, so I knew the impact that coaches and teachers had on my life, but being focused on just building a successful gym at that point, I could say that definitely kids and teens were not part of my focus. I think like you and Tony and I all being collegiate athletes as well, mm -hmm. when we found functional fitness and we were like, we all had that moment where like, if I only had this when I was a right. teen, like if I could have been so great, like I was a great athlete, but I could have been better. Like I would have been stronger in so many ways and, and wanting that for our community, you yeah. know, wanting, wanting to be that field program for these kids to strengthen them for whatever life's, you know, whatever they're doing in life. Yeah, and you, I can honestly say, like, your, you running this successful program was what made me inspired to want to make this a bigger part of our gym because I saw how cool it could be, how powerful it could be, how much of an impact it could be, not just getting kids in shape, but having a bigger impact on their lives. And when we did the rebrand this past summer, 2020 summer, it was... This, this idea of Fit Town was, okay, we do want, this is where we grew up, Jupiter and Tecosta is where we grew up. We want to have a huge impact on the community. How do we have a huge impact? We have that, it, it has to include youth, it has to include kids and teens, because so much happens in those integral years when kids are, their bodies are changing, they're absorbing so much information, and if you can have an impact then, you can create this lifelong fitness habit that can last forever. In addition to that, we saw how many parents we have, and we these parents, like, in order to serve them in the best possible way, we couldn't just leave their kids hanging. You know, we, we now look for all these families that we have that the parents do it, the kids do it, and that's a really cool part. That's like our bread and butter client, 
because we're able to help them in such a deep way. Yeah, and even though they're not doing class with them, they're doing the same elements of fitness. So it's like, you know, I saw my dad do a rope climb <laughs> and I can almost do a rope climb. And, you know, you see the dad come over after class kind of helping with the footlock and like coaching their kid through a little bit of something that they're struggling with. And they just have a different bond. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, the reason I want to talk through this a little bit is because if you want to start a kids or teens programs purely for financial reasons, if that's why you're considering it, I would strongly suggest not doing it. I think it's a terrible <laughs> way to make money, but it's a great way to have an impact. And it's a great way to have potentially future money because I think, I think there's so much time that goes into a kids and teens program. Even if you run a successful one, there's a lot of, of overhead to create that. Now, if you're, if you're running back-to-back-to-back classes and you can sort of streamline the lesson planning and the staging that goes into it, it can potentially be a good profitable part of your business. But for us, you're often spending two and a half hours to, to run an hour-long class. So it does, you know, you have to charge appropriately just so you don't lose money and make a little bit of money, but it's not gonna be, that's not gonna be the reason to do it. The reason has to be the impact in my opinion yeah for sure um it, when we go to price this thing we're not looking at we're not looking at like oh is the consumer paying this much per hour we have a little ballpark in our mind to make sure that it's fair and competitive but it's not like an adult class by any means mm -hmm. it's not about their it, it's not about you know generating revenue over long term it's about what what can what can we afford to give this service out for and let's make a little bit of profit on the top yeah. over that, you know, so we can pay the bills. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about kind of the nuts and bolts of the program, what we think are good ways to approach this and what we think are maybe not so good ways to approach it. I actually remember interviewing someone a few years back to, for a potential coaching job here at FitTown, and he was crushing it with his kids program. He was one of these people that was successful financially through the kids program because that was the primary thing he was doing. It was like back to back to back classes and he had it super streamlined. But the biggest takeaway I had from talking to him was you need to run this program in seasons. You can't just run it as an ongoing recurring membership like we would typically treat with adults. Mm -hmm. And his reasoning behind that was because kids' lives, lives often happen in seasons, right? Even if it's just school year, summer, there's a natural season to that. But then often the kids that are going to be a part of your program have at least one other sport or even just an after school activity that's not sport related that's going to take them away from your programs at times of the year. And then at other times of the year, they're going to be wanting to go all into something and then they can get really excited and motivated to commit to something because this is not, it's not so much the, the kid that's committing, it's the parent that's committing. And if the parent kind of has this out, oh, I don't have to go this day, I don't have to go this week, they're unlikely to show up. Where if the parent knows it's built in the schedule, we're gonna do this every Monday, Wednesday, Friday for the next eight weeks, they're able to more commit to it. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely the biggest benefit to ours that we've modeled it after is running it in what we call sessions. Um, and we make our sessions, like with the calendar school year, we look mm -hmm. at, Okay, most of our kids are in Palm Beach County. We have a, a county line right north of us, but we looked at, you know, the majority of them are in this county. This is their school calendar. So we divide it up into like four to, right now we're in a nine week session because it's gonna lead us towards the end of the school year. Um, we started that right after spring break. 
so we took spring break off and mm -hmm. then a little bit more since we have a longer extended because of covid year <laughs> but we do that also because we do i have kids who football season they're in football soccer season they're in soccer you know baseball season they're they're doing baseball and travel ball. Um, I have kids who only do the summer with me, so we have a little heftier summer program because there's kids who can't make the class time because they don't get out of school in time, mm -hmm. but they do it in the summer only. Um, so we have very dedicated summer athletes, but then during the school year, they're in their other sports the entire time. Um, yeah, I think that's why it failed for us in the past. One of the reasons why is because we had trouble coordinating times that lined up with schools and then we had trouble coordinating times that didn't take up a time that we already had an adult class. And we recently were able to add a teens program Tuesday, Thursdays at 5.30 p.m. because our afternoon adult classes are more quiet. And especially those days were more quiet. And we thought it would be a better use of our space, our coaches time to be able to deliver this program. Um, what's your current pricing and structure for your eight to 12 year old kids? So I have two options in this nine week cycle. So I did it even more flexible than I've done it in the past. This is the first session that I've given a three a day or a three a week or a two a week option mm -hmm. because this time of year is so hectic for a lot of parents. A lot of them are in competition cheerleading and soccer and my program. You know, some of them have an art class that they go to on one day of the week. And so I open this up and I think I'm going to keep this option of either three or two days a week. So I've got that. But I, I priced it basically on, okay, what is, the, what is the cost of this if I just took every Friday away from every athlete mm -hmm. and cut that off the top of the price that we were charging for the full three-day a week for nine weeks? Okay. What um, were those prices? So we had $299 and $229 and $269 okay. for $229 and $299. Those, <laughs> I should have wrote those down. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just wanted people to have a ballpark of what we're charging for this because it's it is still a substantial amount. But when you think about nine weeks, two to three days a week, mm -hmm. you break it down per class, it really doesn't come out to be that much. But it's enough to make them feel like they're really committing something. Yeah, and and it, like I said, when we priced this out, we were looking at like twelve to thirteen dollars per class, mm -hmm. you know, and just keeping that figure, no matter how many, if we do a four week, a five week. It's always the same. It's just how many times are they attending in the, that amount of time. And it makes it very cut and dry for you as someone who wants to be flexible and wants to work around the school schedule. Because as a coach, I know everyone's gonna go away on spring break and no mm -hmm. one's gonna attend it. So I don't wanna coach a class that's two athletes and show up and do all of that prep work and try to, with, with the, level of detail I put into my lesson plans with the character traits and the testing elements and everything that goes into it and staging differently than the adult classes are staged. If I get a class that's only three athletes in it and it's not all 16 of my kids that I've led into the program, then it's, it's almost not worth my time to coach that class because now I have to consider, all right, well, how many of these are going to show up on Wednesday that didn't show up on Monday? these kids have squatted but these kids need to squat and i yeah. can't do squats for those kids if those two show up to this class so you get into those those little elements that are really hard to make a program last yeah and that's that's where i want to go next which is how this is different from an adult class it's not just oh let's take the adult workout and let's be a little bit more fun and playful as a coach there's a completely different 
structure to this. And um, let's talk about that. So youth empowerment systems is what we started about two years ago, we started doing that. And we dropped it about a year ago and said, you know, we kind of know enough about this program to make it our own. It was invaluable for, for us to get to this point, but you have a teacher background. So through your teacher background and the youth empowerment system, you were able to model sort of our own version of it. Yeah, so we've, we've basically adapted a lot of the things that we do. Um, we've, we've strayed away from certain elements of the program and how they run it for their licensing, but like we took away the character-driven fitness. We, we talk about character traits. We talk about, you know, what does it mean to, to persevere? What does it mean to have integrity in class? Mm -hmm. What does it mean to be a good teammate? Um, we talk about, you know, mindset stuff like grit and tenacity. We talk about um, nutrition. We do a lot with nutrition. Um, we do it very generally with our, with our kids, but we do, um, I actually have testing on nutrition elements, like what is a, what, what does your body use protein for and what are good sources of protein, not just what is protein. Um, what are good carbs, what are good sources of carbohydrates. Um, things like that so and then there's a big structure component to it as well more so than even the adult classes obviously we have lesson plans for adult classes there's a format that we follow but the structural elements are another level in the kids classes yeah so we not just the structure of class in the way that I format the lesson plan and I have them you know call and response and talking to me from a confident knee and the way they pay attention and the way they respond with respect like yes coach no coach mm -hmm. um, there are elements of that physical ability level. So um, it's very much like a level method gym in that way. We're not colored like level method, but it is leveled out skill-wise for safety and for you know knowing where they're going next, knowing what they want to get to. So for instance, like in the rope climb is one of my easiest examples to talk about. It's they have to do a 10 second hang with their knuckles at their chest on the rope with no assistance from their legs. Then they have to do a 20 second hang with straight arms, a dead hang. Then they have to do their foot lock and we J hook and they have to do a foot lock, but they have to release one hand at a time for a 30 second test. Until they do all of those three things, they can't learn how to climb up the rope. So, you know, one for me as a coach, I'm only one coach spotting 16 athletes. I can't spot everybody and, and just expect them to go up the rope and kids will try to climb the rope any way, shape or form mm -hmm. they can. So it gives you the license to tell them, no, you're not ready, but it very much takes the pressure off of them is like, I didn't fail. I'm not like being told no, because I can't, I might know that I can, but I'm, I'm not allowed to yet. And it's a very different conversation for a nine year old to hear of you know, I know I have to pass this to get to this, and I'm gonna get motivated to work towards this so I can do the thing that I wanna do. Yeah, there's, there's obviously gonna be a lot of talk amongst your parents that you serve uh, around sports and things like participation trophies and like how can we create discipline and structure and character-driven kids, they want their kids to be better people, um, but also be in a supportive, encouraging environment. And this, there's this unique balance. And I think the level levels is the perfect way to do it because you have this huge element of safety that's built into it where you don't have to be watching 16 kids all at the same time to know what level they're gonna be at. 
And then you also have the ability for them to earn these bigger skills so they can set a big goal or see others accomplishing a goal and work to incrementally achieve it. And I think it's really cool. I mean, our parents rave about you and the program and you do an awesome job. And I think the program really sets you up for success for sure. to deliver that awesome experience. Yeah. And like part of me when I first took this on, because I've coached sports before, I've coached kids in competitive cheerleading i've coached swim teams i've you know i've i've coached a lot in, in my life and i also started my degree in physical education before i became a science teacher i was going for pe so i was like doing a lot of the things that i implement here but i was still very much scared of like having having this mentality or this mindset of people who my kid is the best kid in mm -hmm. class and the level method takes that away because I celebrate harder for someone earning their first 30 second plank who really struggled with it or their first coordination skill drill of 10 balls hit against the wall. Like I celebrate those just as hard as someone doing a 15 foot rope climb. Mm -hmm. It's just as fantastic and it feels just as good for that kid when they get that accomplishment. So it, it really, um, it takes, the pressure off the coach in a lot of ways that you don't realize exist because mm -hmm. there's there's still so many moments where the parent feels that pride of their athlete and doesn't feel like their kid oh it, oh, clearly my kid's not the best in class because you mm -hmm. you very much hear that when kids sign up for a program like well i'm not sure what they're going to be able to do and you're like it's okay yeah. Yeah, you're taking ability that has subje nothing. subjective nature is just out of it there's and then you show them the chart of like look at all the things they can do you yeah. know because Parents can be very judgmental and very insecure about their child's ability as well. Mm -hmm. And this this will really help flip that. So it's something that's, I, I've seen that dynamic switch really, really quickly with, with parents and their kids and give them a different relationship because of what they can do. Yeah. Do you have any tips or advice on how to fill up this program? Because I think we were in a very lucky spot. We did it on and off throughout the years. And then we have such this, this, expansive membership base of people that are right in the sweet spot where they have kids of this age that for us it was it was a few conversations a few emails a couple social media posts and at times we filled up stuff even faster than we want to do and how to deny you know people to get into those programs but do you think there's a, a best way to launch something like this um any tips on that the the first program that we launched here we only did it with emailing our membership base and it didn't fill it all the way it didn't fill all the spots but that was almost a blessing because mm -hmm. i got to start with kids who were genuinely bought into it and they weren't just coming in as another sign up um i think that's your best field of like your 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 triple a team you mm -hmm. know like all the parents at your gym who have kids in this age range ask them first because they already have a frame of reference for what goes on in the gym they've seen mom or dad do something and i think they're more likely to stick with it and and enjoy it than someone coming truly from the outside and then from there our word of mouth has still been strongest from that group of kids it's been hey they don't come here but can I tell my girlfriend and she can bring her daughter? And, and it's grown in that way very organically. If you don't have that membership base, I, I would literally go to schools. I, I talk to 
PE teachers. I would talk to middle school and high school and elementary aged, you know, mm -hmm. principals and vice principals and say, hey, we have this program. We want to launch it. Can we put flyers in your cafeteria or, yeah. you know, can we do something? Or maybe it's sports teams because we didn't we were so fortunate in not having to reach out and our fans are such raving fans that they bring in the business for us yeah and then we slowly grow our contact list through there we maybe get one or two leads online for people clicking on our kids program mm -hmm. it's not that people are out there searching for functional fitness for their kids yeah, I think that's a testament to the job that you've done with it. And I'm glad you brought that up, which goes back to our original point on not doing this for the money, is that if you if you want it to be successful, maybe even financially successful long-term, you have to be willing to probably take a smaller group at first, perfect the program, do really good with it, and then over time, you can handle more more kids. What's, what's the size of your program now? How many kids do you take? Up so there? I have 17 enrolled. Mm -hmm. Not all of them are three day a week. Most of them right now are two day a week. I think I have seven of them are three day a week. So, yeah. but I've got a good group that's three day a week right now. And we, we just launched our teens program and we started with 12 person cap. Yeah. Even though we know you do 17, more than way more than 12, we said, okay, this is our first time doing teens. Let's make sure that we can run it really well before we see if we can add more kids to the mix. Yeah, the first time I, I was like, okay, I'll accept, I'll accept, I think I said 20. And then that very quickly became, I think I got 12 in our first summer program. And I was like, no more than this because I didn't know how to run it as well as I know how to run it now. And then I, I grew back into saying 15. Mm -hmm. And then I would take 20 now if I kept all of my kids who were in it, but those kids coming up would, probably have to be very good kids yeah. <laughs> because you you learn your own limits too of, of class management and class management with kids is very different than class management with with adults because you do have so many different safety concerns going on and you know and the flow of class mm -hmm. can be highly impacted with if a kid doesn't know how to follow the structure of class so there, there's a lot for you to explore as a coach when you're taking on the program and I would really lean towards like taking on maybe 10 to 12 to start to get your feet wet as a coach and get yourself comfortable and kind of in a rhythm and and the great part is oh, of the kids that I started with in mm -hmm. that first summer I still have I think I have 10 of them that regularly attend my sessions. You know, they'll take a session off for football or for soccer, mm -hmm. but they come back in the summer or they come back in fall and they, they're still, some of them have never left me for the last two years, <laughs> not even for a session. So it's really cool to see those kids who just, you know, go all in on this and they make it their habit. Yeah, it becomes, it becomes a sport for a lot of kids. We've heard that often with parents that, they didn't like any other sport and this has become their sport so that's that's a really cool moment for us and um, I think we'll wrap up there for this this first episode we'll do more stuff on kids we'll actually do a follow-up episode and talk about how we've used some of the stuff we've learned in the kids program that's gone really well and translated it into our adults program um, because we've seen the impact of it so if you guys have questions if you want stuff that you would like us to answer in future episodes shoot me an email andrew at fittown.com or you can reach out to melissa melissa at fittown.com 
Thank you guys for joining. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. Before I let you go, I have two quick favors to ask. Number one is we have a brand new Facebook group for coaches out there, or if you're a gym owner, you can send your coaches to that group. And that is the Rockstar Coaching Group. This is going to be a great place for you to see videos and content that I don't post on podcasts or YouTube. So exclusive content and conversations where you can ask questions and get feedback from some of the best coaches in our industry. So if you want to join that group, head over to facebook.com slash groups slash rockstar coach and the number seven. Again, that's facebook.com slash groups slash rockstar coach and the number seven. And then my second favor to ask is if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes, that would be greatly appreciated. It really helps us expand our reach and personally just adds a lot of motivation and inspiration for me to put out more content for you guys. So appreciate you guys for doing this and thanks again for listening.